Hey there, welcome to Spooky Space where me and my dad are gonna do our best to scare the crap out of you. You're welcome. Hey, Dad. Hello there. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Just uh, just got finished watching a movie. Oh, did you? I just got finished watching a movie, too, as well. <laughs> well, was it the same movie? Did we plan this? Well, <laughs> it might be a, a quick-a-dink. What movie did you watch? It's called Veronica. Oh, well, I... I watched a movie called Veronica or Veronica <laughs> or Veronica. Yeah. It was in Spanish, so they were saying Veronica. <laughs> blah 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 Veronica. Yeah, it wasn't I didn't know that it was in Spanish when I uh picked it for us to watch, but I still thought it was good. I think it was based on a true story, is that is that right? That's what I found, yeah. Um uh, uh. Okay, so you want to recap the movie for us? Tell us about it, Em. <laughs> okay. All right, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fill in the details here. So, um, all right, so it starts with this girl named Veronica, Veronica, Ver- Veronica, right? Veronica, Veronica. <laughs> and she she goes to oh, so she like takes care of her younger siblings, like yeah. Her- I, like her dad wasn't in the picture and her mom was at work all the time. So she had like three little kids. She like fed and bathed and took care of. That's kind of, kind of what a rip, right? Yeah. And I couldn't tell if like at one point she walks into the room where her mom is sleeping and it pans to like the mom's night table, nightstand. And I couldn't tell if they, cause it's, Obviously, she worked a lot, but I couldn't tell if they were trying to say she was, like, on drugs or something, because I didn't know what it was showing. Yeah, I got that. I caught that, too, but I think it was just she just was a workaholic or uh, just had to work a lot of hours to make ends meet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, so she... At one time during the movie, I kept thinking, is the mom ever, never freaking home or what? I know, I know. Because, it, it, well, I'm not, I don't want to jump ahead, but whenever... There's a few times during the movie where she they visit the mom at work. And sometimes it looks like a restaurant, but sometimes I think they described it more as a bar. Right. So... Anyway. Okay, so... so carry on. Carry on. <laughs> All right, so Veronica, she take care, she's, she's taking care of her siblings, and she takes them to school. I guess they all go to a some type of school that has a large uh, grade range. Well, the movie was uh, it was in Madrid or Spain or something, wasn't a small uh-huh. town. So I imagine a small town uh, school or a small town place like that probably has, like you're saying, a school probably houses a bunch of different grades. So. And they're all in uniform, weren't they? Yeah, it seemed like a Catholic school type. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminded me of your friend Margie from Columbia. When yeah, uh-huh. she, she said that she went to a Catholic school and the nuns were like really mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's where she saw Duende. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so Veronica goes to school, and then her and her friends do like a Ouija board thing. And uh, yeah, I wonder, and I wonder what where she came up with that idea because I don't remember in the movie them like premeditating that or you know thinking about the occult or anything. It just kind of all of a sudden she showed up to school. I was like, "Did you bring it?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there I wasn't did. a whole lot of premeditated thought went into that so i um anyway maybe they talked about it before the movie started or something yeah yeah um okay so it's veronica her one friend rosa rosa and um some other girl right yeah (laughs) so they go into the basement and they start doing their ouija board thing and then if i remember correctly um the little they're using a glass to move around on the board like a drinking glass and it gets super hot yeah and it was like a it looked to me like it was like a spanish version of a ouija board it didn't have the it wasn't the typical one that you're used to seeing in stores or something with the little pointer and all that it was just upside down um like a small little glass they all had their finger on it so anyway Okay, so I did, this is for a different episode that I'm working on, but I do, I know the instructions that you're supposed to follow to use the Ouija board. So according to the instructions of a Ouija board, you're supposed to place like, okay, let's say if it's you and I playing on a Ouija board, you and I would both have the board on our knees and then we put our hands together, right? And so it's kind of, it's not supposed to be on the floor like you see everybody do. Um, And then at the end, I think the most important step, according to the instructions, is to say goodbye and close the board and end the session, right? Yeah. So Veronica, they the glass that they're using gets super hot. And then I think, if I remember correctly, the board like snaps in half. Yeah, I don't remember how that all happened because it's like some weird stuff was going on in the room and stuff. Things were getting blown over, or if I remember correctly, and then they the the glass that they had their fingers on got real hot and it burned their fingers or something. Yeah, but not Veronica. She was just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, then it didn't didn't the glass just shatter? I think right so. There? Yeah, and so then if I guess Veronica is like being super weird, like she's just like sitting there, right, where all, all the girls are like freaking out because I think the electricity went out. Uh, yeah, wasn't she sitting there like, um, like reciting or mumbling something? Like, yeah. So she was sitting there saying something to herself, and the other girls are freaking out about the electricity. And then, if I remember, doesn't she like scream at this point? I don't remember, but that sounds about right. <laughs> something happens, and she like she's laying on the floor, and then her friend Rosa puts her ear to Veronica, and Veronica whispers something in her ear. Yeah. Which we find out at the end what that was. Um, that That's what kind of starts everything off, right? She starts experience like she takes the Ouija board home and it will move. And- yeah, she like, she like hit it in her, because it was broken in half. And so she took it home in her backpack and put it on uh, top of a, a, a wardrobe or something. And then she walks out of the room and it, it falls off the wardrobe and then she picks it up again and puts it somewhere else and it jumps out again in the middle of the room. So, so basically it's like 
they had this Ouija board session, <sighs> seance thing. I don't know who they were trying to get a hold of. Maybe it's they're trying to get a hold of her dad or something. Oh like yeah, that. that's what Veronica said. She said they, yeah. she wanted to contact her dad. But they they got on the Ouija board and opened up some communication line with, I guess, the spiritual world, and then didn't ever uh, like hang up the phone. So I think something came from that realm to ours or attached to her or followed her home or something like that. So, yeah. Um, I remember it, it made me think of something you said, I think on the podcast before you said like, you know, if you're sitting there focusing all your energy on opening this portal, I think what you said was, uh, how do you know something on the other end can't answer, pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're, you're putting in a com a communication line and, you know, on our end, it's like we don't really know the best way to do that or not. We're just kind of throwing it out there like fat, dumb, and happy, you know, hoping mm. somebody picks up the phone. <laughs> so there's probably a right way and a wrong way to do all that stuff. So so she opened the door and something came through. And I, I think she thought she was trying to get a hold of her dad and it really wasn't him or something. Something came through and followed her uh, yeah. home, I believe. Yeah. And then like. Oh, you know, the the one thing that I thought was really cool, I really thought that uh, there was a nun that they called Sister Death. Yeah. The blind one. She was really cool looking. Um, but I thought it was interesting. So, like, after she uses the Ouija board, Sister Death, like, is, quote, unquote, looking at Veronica because, obviously, Sister Death is, like, blind. Uh-huh. But she later says, like, yeah, I can smell it on you. <laughs> Yeah, and she uh, there's an interesting line. She said, "There's uh, you don't need your eyes to see." Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, right. um, okay, so I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but I think we covered the basics of it. Um, so, did you like it? I did. I did. I. Uh, it was a little tough because it was in Spanish, so I had to keep reading the. Anytime <laughs> it's in, anytime the movie's in a different language. I feel like I'm reading the movie instead of watching it because I'm just like reading the English, you know. Yeah. Uh, half of half of my attention is split on reading the stupid movies instead of just watching it. But I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I wish you wouldn't. Uh, uh, I wish it hadn't ended up like it. Ended. <laughs> I don't want to give away the ending. Yeah. Um, I I really like. So okay, I'm gonna go back to one scene in the movie. There's a scene where she is. She's walking outside and she's walking forward in what looks like slow motion, but everybody that's passing her oh, is yeah, going yeah. backward. Even if somebody was riding a bike backwards. Yeah, that was a cool part, I thought. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I really liked that. I am not a fan. Like, I like scary things, but I don't like jump scares. Something jumping out at you? Yeah, like, it's really easy to do whenever, like, a camera pans to, um, it, you'll typically see it, like, the camera pans to the mirror, and then pans away, and then goes back to the mirror, and something pops up. Right, um, yeah. I don't, I think those are really, really cheap scares, yeah. and, uh, but this one didn't have any of that. It was just, I mean, maybe there was one that made me jump a little, but I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so we said that this is based on a real story. Um, so I dug it up. You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so the girl that's, that this is based on, her name's not Veronica. Her name is 
it's Stephanie, but in Spanish, Estefania. Uh Um, Her name is Stephanie, and she was, it's like the same area of Spain. Uh, I think the apartment number was even the same in the movie. Um, But this case has gone down for being the first case of a, of paranormal phenomena to be documented in a police report. Oh, yeah. Did you what? see, let me interrupt you there, did you see at the end where the, I think they called 911. Oh, and the detective walks in and sees Veronica. Walks, yeah, and he sees Veronica. She's like halfway levitating. He's like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> okay, so um, it starts out kind of the same as the movie. In March 1990, um, Estefania and two of her friends, uh, I guess one of their teachers didn't show up for a class, so they decided to go play with a Ouija board. Uh Now, this wasn't the first time she had done this, so she wasn't really too worried about it. But they were trying. Her dad, Stephanie's dad, is alive. The the movie got that. They just spun it different. Um, Uh They weren't trying to contact Stephanie's dad. They were trying to contact one of her friend's boyfriends who had passed away in a motorcycle accident. Uh But what happened was uh, a teacher found them playing with the Ouija board and she tore it apart. Oh, the teacher did. mm -hmm, But the teacher and all the girls saw um, smoke like started coming up from the board and Stephanie inhaled it. And then, according to, I think, Stephanie's mom, that teacher, like, left her job the next day and didn't come back. So, I don't know what happened with that. And I also don't know if that's 100% true. Um, But, okay, so Stephanie inhaled the smoke from the Ouija board. And then, like, kind of immediately after that, once she gets home, she starts to suffer from, like, insomnia and hallucinations and seizures. Uh Uh-huh. Now, Stephanie would say that uh, there were strange human forms that would come to her in her sleep and uh, try to get and ask her to come with them. Apparently, they had no face and they were wearing a cloak. They were wearing cloaks. Uh And then her mom later said that this didn't just happen when she was sleeping. She would also like space out while she was awake and sometimes for like 15 or 20 minutes. And the mom said that Stephanie didn't react to any stimulus. She would just sit there and laugh. And then when, uh, whenever she would like come to and people asked what happened, she would say that she was standing in like a, a hallway where there was a bunch of fog and some scary voices were calling to her. But on the outside, she was just zoned out and laughing. Interesting. Yeah. And then in addition to that, I guess when she was sleeping, um, she would almost talk in another language that she didn't know and have like guttural sounds. So. uh, Like man bear pig. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then after the Ouija board incident, she started – becoming violent towards her family members. Like she would try to physically attack her siblings and her parents and her, her parents over this time took her to see doctors and specialists. Uh Uh, And she was put on epilepsy medication, but it didn't help her at all. We said that the Ouija board thing was March, 1990. 
Now, on 13 July 1991, Stephanie was, I guess she was, she was acting out and she tried to attack her um, sister or maybe it was her, one of her siblings. And this, this, the sibling ran away and Stephanie ended up on the floor and she started like convulsing and like foam was coming out of her mouth. And then the next day it said that she, she was holding her head. She was sitting in her bed, holding her head with her hands and just more of that foam just kept coming out of her mouth, which that's kind of scary. Right. But basically, so um, that's happening, and the parents take her to the hospital, and then she goes into a coma and never wakes up. Now, what I found as the cause of death for her death is, you might have to, you might have to translate this for me, it's pulmonary asphyxia caused by a convulsion. Pulmonary is lungs, asphyxia is choking, so basically she choked because of a seizure. Is that what that's saying? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe she like swallowed her tongue or something. Or... Anyway, <laughs> but... that happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard that with epileptics. Sometimes you have to like put a, a tongue depressor in their mouth so they don't swallow their tongue. But in the in the autopsy report for Stephanie, there's a quote that people often refer to. It says she died of, quote, a sudden and suspicious death, end quote. Uh-huh. Especially for someone her age, I guess it was extremely weird. Right. So, okay, now that Stephanie has passed away, the stuff that's going on in their household actually gets worse. The mom claims to hear Stephanie's screaming voice calling her from different rooms of the house. Um, the laughter of an old man within the walls there would be glass breaking with no explanation, stuff moving, doors opening and closing. And then one night, um, the mother, she said she felt someone touching her hands and feet in her bed while she was asleep. Uh-huh. And then the other, the little girls had woken up at, at some point with their wrists being slammed on the wall. And then um, uh, like two years after Stephanie's death, there was a, you'll see this in the movie, but there was a photo that was hanging on the wall of Stephanie and it, it caught on fire randomly. And just, just the part what that had her face was burned. Nothing else was burned and nothing else like on the shelf or even the shelf it was sitting on. None of that was hurt by the fire. Uh Just that picture. So here I will post the picture of the picture that was burned. Oh yeah. But Yeah. So then we get to, I guess, on November 27th, 1992, this is when um, in the movie you'll see the mom and the daughter standing outside in the rain. So that actually that did happen to the family, except Stephanie was already dead. Um, so the family called the police, and they're standing out in the rain because they don't want to be in the house anymore. And this is when the police come to investigate the house. So... Now, the, the police report says it describes, like, a lot of crazy stuff, like a, a wardrobe door that was slammed open, even though they had just locked it a few seconds before. Um, they also talked about hearing, like, screaming, like, blood-curdling screaming coming from the balcony, and when they went out there to look, there was nobody there. Um, 
One article said that a strange brown slime formed on the bedside table. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then there was also um, a crucifix hanging on the wall that you see in the movie. They said that when they got there, it was on the wall. But then as they, they found it eventually on the ground, and it was torn from the wood where it was mounted, and the scratches of three claws were visible on the wall. Huh. Wow. Um, and then, so the parents, the the parents, the police officers, and basically everybody, for some reason, mentioned that they really felt a particularly negative energy in the bathroom. I was looking at, because if you remember in the movie, um, Veronica, she goes and she turns over all the mattresses. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, I couldn't tell if it was blood or mold or slime or what. I was trying to make it, so I thought it was like a shape of something at first, but then the first one looked like a shape of a demon or a body, and then the other couple of beds she turned over, it just looked like a blob. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then at the end of the movie, it shows like, I think real life pictures, um, and one of them is a mattress that has like a huge black stain on the bottom. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know what that is, like. So anyway, I was looking at what I was trying to look into what demon could this be, which is like, <laughs> if anybody ever uses my computer, they're going to be so weirded out. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess one late, there was like a bunch of um, paranormal people who tried to help this family. Eventually they just moved out of the house, but they tried to help the family stop all this. And one of the, one of the ladies who helped them said that, she said that the entity that was haunting them was called a C-R-A-P-U-L-A, a crapula. Huh. <laughs> so I think the A has a little, the A has a little line above it. Uh-huh. Crap, I don't know how to say it, a crapula. <laughs> but um, then later on, Stephanie's mother and Stephanie's grandfather didn't have a really good relationship right before he died and he had dementia. Uh And I guess one of the last things that he said was like, like, I'm going to ruin your life from the other side right before he died. So um, another, another theory is that that could be him haunting them. Uh But um, I don't know. So the same thing happened in real life. The girl, Stephanie opened the door and I guess never hung up right. And uh, she pulled something, pulled something across. Is that right? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. So one thing I was, I was looking on Reddit and one thing that somebody, somebody posted and they said, does anybody think that this could be carbon monoxide poisoning? And I was like, no, (laughs) Um, but I read about it and I was like, oh, maybe. So what this person said was, that consistent low-level carbon monoxide exposure can sometimes lead to seizures, and it would sh- explain her strange and erratic behavior, giving her quote-unquote normal days and crazy days. Um, and then... I can it, see how that would affect someone's health, but if you have stuff moving around the room, it's kind of hard to... Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess maybe they could hallucinate that. I don't know, but uh, the last little piece of evidence that this reddit poster posted out pointed out was that um the two of the responding officers felt nauseated and had to leave the apartment 
uh-huh. they said that might be carbon monoxide poisoning as well. But then other people who were commenting it said, like, wouldn't the doctors who had treated her over the years maybe have been able to oh, detect uh, that? Yeah, let's check for that in her home or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's that story. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that um, picture catching on fire reminded me of maybe another talk we ought to do on uh, Have you ever heard of spontaneous human combustion? Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Well, it's a documented phenomenon where people just all of a sudden burn up, <gasps> like they evaporate almost, and they burn so hot that the like someone can be their body can be totally burned up and all you see is a foot or a hand and then the couch that they're sitting on was not even hardly scorched or anything weird yeah it's, a, it's pretty strange i've, I've uh, seen some pictures of that it's pretty pretty weird so anyway we'll have, to, we'll have to do that next week that sounds like a good one spontaneous human combustion what coming to you next friday <laughs> what the what right <laughs> Well, back to the back to the whole Ouija board thing. I think you can, like, that's just an instrument or a communication tool. It's like a telephone, for lack of a better analogy. And then, um, you know, you're you're ringing the phone and somebody answers, and and you're trying to communicate. So somebody on the other side can say, "Hey, this person wants to. Maybe they can help me, or maybe uh, you know." So they come across and they attach themselves to you. Mm-hmm. thinking that you're the one that called I mean, you can help or you can help direct or whatever. So I can see where if it's not done properly, someone can come across and attach themselves to the person that's there, not necessarily to a house or a, like a regular haunting, not like to a house or a space. It's like, they're like grabbed onto this person that called them. And so I think that's, to me, that's what happens. That's what has happened in these two, uh, this uh, story and then the real life story beneath it. So what do you think, Em? It's uh, so there's this one, I guess I've been out of the loop on Ouija board stuff, but there's this one very specific demon, I guess that is, uh, I guess known to have to come through Ouija boards pretty often. I don't. So in a couple other podcasts that I've listened to, people are like too afraid to even say the name. So I guess uh, I'm not going to chance it, but it's Z O Z O. Uh huh. So, um, there is an episode of Ghost Adventures where they think they've encountered this demon, and uh-huh. it is weird. Like the so this guy he goes to this house, does a Ouija board thing, and he claims that he's done this before, and he's he's made contact with this demon before. And he, he, like, almost doesn't want to do this with the Ghost Adventures people. And the wife kind of doesn't want to either. But they decide, whatever, I'll do it anyway. Uh, so they do. Actually, the husband does. And then they they make contact with the same demon. It, like, spells out its name. And the wife, like, disappears. Like, goes MIA. <laughs> and they have to, like, stop the show, stop the investigation and drive the streets to look for her and then like the next time she shows up she just walks in the house super weird and is like laughing and giggling but her pants are completely undone Uh. 
it's so strange. It that was one of the episodes that really creeped me out. So right. now, in uh, change the subject here just for a minute, and while we got a minute, have you uh, messed with the Ouija board before in your? I haven't. No, travels? I know that we had one in the attic. <laughs> yeah, I have. I still have one here. Uh, but I remember when they first came out when I was a kid. It was like the, oh gosh, uh, don't quote me on this, but it seems like it was like the mid to late '60s when it came out. And I remember getting one for Christmas, and me and my brother, my mom and dad, we all were like playing Ouija, you know. And then, uh, of course, did you say that Mimi played with the Ouija board? Oh yeah, my mom and <laughs> four of us. We were like all Ouija and stuff. But it was to me back then. It was like some form of some form of entertainment so you kind of were you say you weren't pushing the little thing but you probably were pushing it towards yes you know yeah <laughs> oh my god it answered yes you know you're trying to <laughs> creep each other out so but i don't remember anything weird or bad happening i just remember we kind of playing with it like a game you know but well I don't think the Ouija board was actually like a scary thing or a taboo thing until after, what is it? The exorcist came out maybe. Yeah. And people yeah. decided, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll have to find that. Uh, I don't know where it is, but there's a warning on the back of it, you know, it's, uh, to take it seriously. It's not just a, you know, you don't want to have undue influences around you by making, by just, I don't know. I don't forget how it was stated, but it's, it was some kind of warning on there. It's actually like the the thing that freaks me out about the Ouija board the most is like, um, so the the way that it got so popular, they were able to market it is because they got a patent for it, um, which is like a big business thing. So they got a patent for it because they went to the patent office and the patent person was like, okay how does this work? And they're like, we don't know. <laughs> okay. Not off to a good start. Um, so he said, if this Ouija board can spell my name or can tell me my name, cause I haven't told you guys, then I'll give you your patent. And it uh, did. And he like gave them their patent ran out of the room. Uh, um, but the, the scariest part is uh, one of the people who really made the, the Ouija board popular he, um, the way he died was very tragic. So they were kind of like religiously using the Ouija board, using it to get like business advice. What do I do next? And it told them to build this manufacturing building and all this stuff. So one day he was on the roof of that building, I think installing a pole or something and some line snapped and he fell off. Well, some of the articles say he was pushed off the top of the building by a, by some unknown force. And you would think that would kill him, but he grabbed onto an open window and he caught himself. Uh, but the open window slammed shut. Uh. And so he continued falling and then he made it to the ground, got into an ambulance and was still alive until the ambulance hit a bump and one of his broken ribs punctured his lungs. Oh, wow. And I was like, that is the most unfortunate death. He couldn't catch a break, right? Golly. But, <laughs> I mean, if the Ouija board is something evil, like, wow, did it do a good job of getting into everybody's houses and stores and making 
you know, something really evil readily available, you know? Who would have thought yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's evil. I think it's just how you use it in which in what way. And then it's like it's like you said, it's it's a device, it's a tool that you can use. And unfortunately you can get some uh, a bad a bad something on the other end unintentionally, you know. So So all right. Well, that's the Ouija board and Veronica and Stephanie. <laughs> Veronica. Well, I liked it. So uh what do we got next week, Em? Uh next week sounds like we have a spontaneous human combustion. Oh, yeah, you'll have to research that. And there's some there's a picture that you can run across and it's uh, about that. And it's in this elderly lady's apartment and it's kind of gruesome, but all you can see is like this real fine ash and then like her lower leg from her knee down. That was all that's left of her. But then like the couch and her chair she was sitting on, nothing's burned or anything. It's just, she just like almost disintegrated. Boof. God, what a way to go. Before you even know it, you're, I don't know. So look into that and we'll talk about it next week. All right. Sounds good. All right, Em. We'll talk talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye.